Girlfriends, episode number 333, How to Forgive When It's Hard. Hello and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance, and joy in family living. This week we are talking about the tough topic of learning how to forgive, especially when it's hard. Let's get started. So glad you are here joining me on the newest episode of the Girlfriends Podcast. You know I love connecting with you here. If you're a first-time listener, I want to give you a special welcome. Thank you for showing up. If you're a long-time or sometime listener, welcome back. Thanks for being a part of today's show. So today we're going to be talking about forgiveness, but before I dive into that topic, I just want to say a thank you to those of you who've been joining me in the Girlfriends community. The last two episodes, I was introducing you to this new project that I'm excited to be working on, which is the Girlfriends community, an online community by and for Catholic women, specifically for the purpose of connecting, encouraging, sharing our lives together, praying together, and growing in our Catholic faith, growing in virtue together. We have monthly themes uh, that focus on a different virtue each month, and we are challenging each other and learning more about the virtue and seeing what the saints have to say about those particular virtues. So for the month of August, we are focused, for example, on the virtue of charity, and we are just working through that together. But we are connecting in lots of different ways, first of all, through ongoing conversations about faith, about family, about marriage, about parenting, about wellness and homemaking, all of these things that we really care about, all the kinds of topics we take on here on the podcast. So if you enjoy the content that I share here on Girlfriends, you really are going to enjoy being a member of the Girlfriends community. And one of the most fun parts of launching this community for me has been getting to know some of you, especially through our live video chats. We have two chats every week that are live and interactive, and it's just a great way for us to really get to know each other. I call it sort of a fast forward on building our friendships with one another because we really do get to know each other. And it's an opportunity for you to ask questions and for me to get to know you a little bit. We talk about some of the things that we're learning in the community, but also just have fun and share about our lives and share some of our unique perspectives and thoughts and reflections on things that are going on in our own lives, but also things we're talking about in the community. It's really a wonderful way for me to get to know each of you and for you to get to know each other. So that's really been a blessing for me. So if you haven't had a chance to check it out yet, I really want to invite and encourage you to go over to girlfriendscommunity.com. You can try it out absolutely for free, and we would be so blessed by your presence there. All right. So this week, we are talking about forgiving, even when it's hard. And this is actually a topic that came to me from a topic that came up in the Girlfriends community. There was a member there who was sharing that she's been having some difficulty letting go of something that some person that that hurt her and kind of not ruminating. She was, you know, kind of fighting this temptation always to be kind of ruminating about this topic and growing in bitterness as she's reflecting on it and the injustice of it. And she was just seeking advice for how to do that. And at the time I thought, okay, I should take up this topic on the podcast. Obviously, it's a very relevant topic, but I wasn't sure that I was quite ready to do that because 
I just not too long ago experienced a similar situation where uh, somebody did something to me that hurt me a lot. And that I, it was unexpected, out of the blue, completely unjust. And I was having a hard time getting over it. So I could really relate to this person's question in the girlfriend's community. And yet I wasn't sure that I had quite arrived yet <laughs> to where I could talk about this, where where I could uh, share some thoughts that might be helpful to other people. But then I thought, well, maybe that's exactly why I should share about this right now, because it's an ongoing struggle for me. And maybe it is for you too. And so I'm I'm not going to be sharing from the perspective of somebody who has it all together and I can't teach you about how to forgive even when it's hard because I do that perfectly every time. I can share with you a very real perspective on some of the ways that it's very hard sometimes to forgive and 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 I think we should start there by recognizing that sometimes are harder to forgive than other times. You know, sometimes somebody does something that, yeah, legitimately is hurtful or unjust, and maybe they apologize, and you have no problem forgiving them. Perhaps it didn't hurt you that bad, or you're in the right frame of mind, or you have a good perspective on all of it. You just have the grace in the moment, and it's not a big deal, even if it is a a serious thing that happened. Other times, though, maybe you're in just the wrong place in your life to receive that kind of wound, or maybe you feel especially betrayed by somebody that you really trusted, or something is completely unexpected and out of the blue, and you're just devastated by it. And you wind up having a hard time moving past that hurt and really forgiving. So I think it's important to recognize that some times some things are harder to forgive than others. And there may be no rhyme or reason to it. You know, it might be that somebody did something kind of small that hurt you, and you're having trouble letting go of it, maybe because you have a higher expectation of that person. I remember once having a conversation with my husband, Dan, about this, because, you know, he was he was struggling to to forgive me something I could not remember for the life of me what it was. But it was something relatively small in the grand scheme of things. And he was recognizing that I remember in the moment he was recognizing this is actually not a huge deal. And and he shared that with me. And he said, I'm just having trouble getting past it because of who you are to me. And I just expect and rely on you so much more than other people in my life. So it might be that it is something minor you're struggling to forgive, but it's because of the person who did this thing to you that you're, you're kind of struggling with that hurt. And it's such a hard thing sometimes. So, you know, first of all, I want to recognize if you're struggling to forgive somebody something, well, welcome to the club. (laughs) Welcome to the human family. This is part of our experience as human beings. So that's very much normal. And it's not a sin in itself to struggle to forgive. What would be a sin is embracing that unforgiveness and embracing the kind of bitterness that you might be tempted to feel right now with regard to that situation. So, um, you know, so that said, recognize that sometimes are going to be harder than others. And if that's where you're struggling right now, then it's okay. It's okay that you're struggling, but it's not okay to embrace the bitterness and it's not okay to choose not to forgive. So that brings me to my first point, which is that forgiveness is a choice. It is not a feeling. And sometimes we can get caught up in that. And especially with my recent circumstance, I really had to come to terms with this because I could feel like I do not forgive this person. I'm still angry about this. I'm still really hurt by this. And yet I could choose to forgive anyway. It's an act of the will. I could still will it. And so I could bring that to prayer and I could say, Lord, I forgive this person. 
I don't feel it. Help me to feel it, right? That's a good prayer to pray. And a close friend of mine, while I was going through this, actually shared something that was very helpful to me at the time. And it was this idea that forgiveness is not a one and done kind of thing. Like, you know, sometimes it is and you just completely get over it. But for some of these bigger things that we might struggle with, it's not like that. It's like there might be one big moment where you're, you'll say, I choose to forgive this person. Maybe you communicate it to that person. That's actually not a necessary part of this. It can be part of your healing process to let the person know that you forgive them. But if they're not seeking forgiveness, like in my situation, then there, there might not be any point. <laughs> to letting them know that you forgive them. There, it might be a great Christian witness, so it might be worth pursuing for that reason. But it isn't a necessary part of you forgiving. And, and sometimes some of these deeper wounds go way back or through our lifetime, and you might choose to forgive somebody who is no longer in your life, or you might choose to forgive somebody who's no longer living, and yet it's still an important thing to do. So there might be a, a larger moment where you choose in a big way, like I choose to forgive this person, and you kind of embrace that idea whether you're feeling it or not. But then it's not done, especially with these larger things. You're going to have to choose to forgive again and again, moment by moment, maybe throughout your entire day, maybe throughout many days, maybe throughout a very long time. So recognize that and, and you know, know that that's part of the process, especially with some of these larger things that you might forgive in one big moment, you, you know, really choose to forgive, but then you're going to have, and you know, like this person that I shared about in the girlfriend's community who was sharing about her struggle, she was really struggling with not thinking about it constantly, right? And that is a real temptation. And so in each of those moments of temptation to think about it, to grow bitter about it, to be resentful, to kind of actively be angry and hateful toward this person, that's a temptation. And you get to choose how you're going to respond to it. And so it might take a hundred times a day of you choosing again, again, I choose to forgive rather than just slide into this deep resentment about this situation. And so that's been very much something that I've been working on um, with regard to my situation, just choosing to forgive as many times as you need to and as many times as it pops into your mind. And really, we do have habits of thought. And so the good news is, if you make a practice of this, every time this little thought comes into your mind, this temptation toward bitterness, temptation toward anger or resentment, as just as it, you feel like it might be to dive deep into that anger and resentment and bitterness, that as many times as you choose to forgive in those moments, you're retraining your brain, you're retraining your heart, and you're learning a new habit, a new way of thinking, a new thought pattern. And then it becomes easier to not dive into some of that, that negativity and some of the ways that you're tempted to go deep into bitterness. So choosing to forgive can be a one-time moment that's kind of a big moment where you choose to forgive somebody, but then it's an ongoing process as many times as you might need to, as many times as it comes back to you and that temptation toward anger, that temptation toward bitterness or, or hatred toward a person that you know God is calling you to make that choice again. And it's in a smaller way, but as many times as you make it, it is going to get easier and it will become a more natural thing. It will become a less painful thing. So that's the encouraging news that I have for you. Okay, the next point that I think it's important to make with regard to forgiving, especially when it's hard, is we need to understand that forgiving somebody doesn't mean what they did was okay. It isn't you signing off 
and saying it's okay that you did this to me or that um, it was actually a just thing. It, it is still an unjust thing, right? And you probably, even after you've forgiven somebody, if this person is going to be in your life in an ongoing way, you might very well need to set boundaries going forward in this relationship with this person. It's okay that there are consequences in your relationship, not in a way of kind of lording something over somebody or, you know, exacting your revenge on somebody by not speaking to them or something like that. But natural consequences, like if someone betrays your trust, you're not going to trust that person. And it makes sense that you not trust that person. That trust needs to be rebuilt if they're even, you know, interested in doing that. But, you know, recognize that it doesn't mean saying that you forgive somebody doesn't mean you're saying what they did was okay, and that you're okay with it. And sometimes I think that's a really important thing for us to reflect on, because that's part of what makes us want to hold on to unforgiveness is because we're so hurt by this thing, and it was so wrong. And so we don't want any part in saying that it was okay. So if you're if you're in that place, just recognize that choosing to forgive uh, actually means that there's something to forgive, right? (laughs) Like imagine if you were in an argument with somebody and they, you know, just attacked you out of the blue and then they came to you afterwards and said, I forgive you when you didn't feel like you had any active part in that kind of conflict between the two of you. You'd be like, what? No, there's, (laughs) there's nothing to forgive, right? So like forgiving somebody means that there's something to forgive. It doesn't mean that what happened is okay. In fact, it means the opposite. If you are choosing to forgive somebody, it means what happened is not okay. And you are choosing to show mercy. You are choosing to forgive them and let go of bitterness, anger, resentment, that desire for revenge. That's what you're letting go of. So it's not saying it's okay. And, you know, again, when you communicate your forgiveness to somebody, if if that's appropriate for whatever circumstance you're in, if you let them know that you're forgiving them, it, it can be very much in the situation of letting them know that this was not okay. I don't mean like in an arguing way or getting back at them way, but being clear about it. You can say, this thing that you did really hurt me. And you can communicate that to them and let them know too but I'm choosing to forgive. And if it's not a situation where you're, you know, you have an opportunity or where it would be appropriate for you to let the person know that you're forgiving them, then let God know, right? You can bring it to God and bring this to prayer and bring your hurts to him. He cares deeply about the ways that you are hurting. He cares deeply about the ways that you might be struggling. And he wants to be present for you. He wants to bring you healing. He wants to bring you hope. He wants to help you to recover from those things that have hurt you. He wants you to ha- he wants to help you move past those things. He wants to give you the grace that you need to overcome them. So bring it to God in prayer and say, "Lord, this thing that happened hurt me so much. Let him know. Let him know how much it hurt you and how much you're struggling with the injustice of it and how much you're struggling to move past it." And then tell him that you're choosing to forgive and then ask for the grace to continue to choose to forgive. Ask for the grace to forgive. Because guess what? Forgiveness is a beautiful thing, but it's not something any one of us can do on our own. It is a gift from God. It is a gift of grace. We need God's grace to be able to do it. We are weak 
We are human. We are flawed. We will fail in a thousand ways if we try to do this on our own. It's not something that comes from us. Forgiveness is something that comes from God. And it really is a beautiful thing to take Jesus's example of mercy and forgiveness and love and then look to connect with that, that mercy and love that that Jesus practiced throughout his lifetime that he has shown you in your lifetime, and then seek to imitate that in your relationship with other people. And the way you can do that is through prayer, asking for that grace, asking for that grace, recognizing in your prayer, going to our Lord in your weakness and in your helplessness and saying, Lord, glorify yourself in my need. We've talked about this before on the podcast, that when you are needy, when you feel weak, fantastic. That is great because God can work with that. In fact, God loves to work with that. When you can recognize just how weak you are and just how much you can't do this on your own, if you are struggling to forgive and you think, I can't do this, I can't let go of this thing, I cannot forgive, that's a very good place to begin. Bring that weakness, bring your flawed human nature to God, because it's true, you can't do it. You need God. And recognizing just how much you need God is a wonderful way to bring glory to God, to give glory to God, to bring your weakness to Him and say, Lord, work with this. Work with me. Only you can do this. Give me the grace that I need to choose to forgive this person, to move on from this wound, from this pain, from this injustice in my life. And God will not fail to give you that grace. I can tell you, um, I've been sharing about this particular situation that um, I've, I've been going through. And th- I had a real moment of grace with regard to this. That was um, a couple of weeks ago, I had been praying in an ongoing way, asking for the grace to forgive and doing that that practice that I described of forgiving in, in one, one big way, but then continuing to forgive in probably a hundred small ways in and out through days and weeks. And I'd kind of been in that process of every time I was kind of tempted toward unforgiveness, just choosing again to forgive and praying for the grace to forgive. And in one of those moments where I really was kind of, I was feeling down, I was tired, and just this thought came to my mind. And it's not an accident, by the way, that when you're tired, when you're feeling down, that that is when the enemy will choose to tempt you with something, right? So anyway, I was in a a moment of weakness like that. And I had this temptation toward thinking about this person, temptation toward bitterness toward this person. And I just, I managed to pray just this very short, simple, needy prayer of, Lord, I choose to forgive, help me to forgive. And in that moment, I had a real, what I would call a real moment of grace. And this isn't something that often happens in my my spiritual life. I'm not one of those people, you know, I, in my book, Whisper, Finding God in the Everyday, I kind of share about the idea of being an everyday mystic, not the supernatural kind, you know, that gets these great visions or hears the voice of God in these very explicit ways. That's not me. So anyway, I had this real moment that I really recognized as a moment of grace in that moment where I prayed that prayer, where I suddenly had a sudden memory of this specific person, of a conversation I had with this person years ago that I had completely forgotten about until that moment. And it was in this conversation that person shared with me in a very vulnerable way about a a past situation of hers where she was deeply wounded, a very difficult thing that she went through where she was very hurt by another person. And in that moment, 
God just gave me grace of remembering that, remembering that the humanity of this person, the vulnerability of this person, and that she was wounded herself. And I was just overwhelmed with a feeling of compassion. And just and, and in a way that I tell you, was not me, <laughs> was absolutely nothing but the grace of God that gave me the ability to feel compassion for this person in that moment. And what a gift that was. And so God can work with us. Even if you're holding on to bitterness and really struggling, pray for the grace that you need to forgive. And God will give you grace, real grace to do that because that's what he wants for you. He wants you to forgive. So bring your failures, bring your weakness, bring your temptations, bring them all to God in prayer. And like I said, the prayer doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be fancy. Just bring your need to God and say, Lord, I choose to forgive. Help me to forgive. You know, kind of like there was a a man in the Gospels who went to Jesus and was asking him to heal his son. And he, he went to Jesus and he was, you know, very much in need. And, and he said to, to our Lord, I do believe, help my unbelief, right? And I just, I remember that so vividly in the Gospels because that really stood out to me as such a beautiful, simple human prayer. I do believe, help my unbelief, right? Because it's choosing to believe and yet also asking for the grace to believe. And we can do the same with forgiveness. We can choose to forgive and also in the same breath, ask for the grace to forgive. Help me in the ways that I'm failing to do this thing that I want, that I will. God can do a lot with a little bit of goodwill. So bring whatever little bit of goodwill you have. If you are longing to forgive, that's goodwill. That's enough. Bring that. Say, I choose to forgive. Help me to forgive. I tell you, God will not fail to answer that simple, very human prayer. All right, the next point that I want to make about forgiveness is it's important to remember that when we choose to not forgive, that we are negating the mercy of God in our lives, and we are denying the mercy of God, the truth about the mercy of God. So what am I talking about here? When when Jesus died, when he suffered his passion and death out of love for us, when he died on the cross, it was for the forgiveness of all sin, for the redemption of all human beings. And guess what? That includes the sins that are committed against you. That includes the human being that you are struggling to forgive. So when Jesus hung on the cross dying, the last words that he said were, it is finished. And when we in our selfishness, in our weakness, hold on to unforgiveness. What are we saying? But it is not finished, right? We are denying the truth of those last words of Christ. He said it is finished. That meant it is completed. It is done. I have suffered and died for the redemption of all human beings, for the forgiveness of all sin, including the sin you are struggling to forgive. Jesus suffered and died for that sin, for the forgiveness of that sin, for the redemption of that person who has sinned against you. So when you choose to not show mercy yourself, you are denying the truth of that. You are denying those last words of Jesus, it is finished. You are stepping in, you are taking control and allowing your own self-centeredness to make you contradict 
those last words of Christ. And I'm telling you this in love, and I'm telling you this from a place of a person who very much needs to hear this reminder herself, that I am tempted too to deny those words of Christ, especially when somebody that I need to forgive is somebody that has hurt not me, but somebody who's close to me. There was one time years ago where I really struggled to forgive because it was somebody who had hurt my husband, Dan, and in a big way, in a really unjust way. And oh boy, I really needed to take that to confession. I needed to bring that to prayer. And I really struggled with not wanting to forgive that person. And it, and maybe you can relate to this. If someone has hurt your husband or one of your children or one of your close friends or one of your parents or your siblings, that that sometimes is the hardest thing to forgive. And yet you are called to forgive in those moments too. You are called to not contradict those last words of Christ that Jesus said as he hung, bleeding and dying out of the cross, out of love, deep, personal, intimate love for you personally. He said those words, it is finished. And when we forgive, we are affirming those words, it is finished. When we choose to forgive, we are affirming the truth of those words, it is finished, and allowing ourselves to let go. So I mentioned confession, and when you are struggling to forgive, it might be really important for you to get to confession. That is meant to be a place of healing. And if you are struggling with unforgiveness, which is a sin, if you are embracing unforgiveness in your life, that is a sin and, and you can bring it to confession and you will get the grace that you need to overcome that sin in your life and bring that real struggle that you have to forgive. Bring that to confession. Allow yourself to be healed of that. And you need healing from your unforgiveness, not just from the sin that wounded you, from the injustice that you might have suffered. You need healing from your unforgiveness. And that brings me to my last point, that forgiveness is a gift that you give to yourself. It might feel like a gift that you're called to give to the other person, but in the end, what it is, is a gift you're giving to yourself because holding on to bitterness, holding on to unforgiveness wounds you. It hurts you. There's a, a really great saying that I, I read from author Anne Lamott years ago, and she's not Catholic or anything, but I, I love Anne Lamott. She's, she's just got a great perspective on many things in life. And um, what she said was that refusing to forgive is like drinking rat poison and expecting the rat to die. And isn't that the truth? I just think that is such a vivid you know, example of what we do when we are refusing to forgive. We're hurting ourselves, hoping that this thing that we're doing, holding on to unforgiveness, lack of mercy, not refusing to show mercy is going to hurt the other person. And it might hurt the other person. But ultimately, we're drinking rat poison. We're hurting ourselves. Resentment and bitterness, those aren't things that are going to bring about good fruit in your life. Anger and hatred, those are not things that God wants to see in your heart for your own good. Those are things that you're going to be blessed by letting go of. So it's really important to recognize that forgiveness is a gift that you give to yourself. And don't refuse yourself that gift. But also recognize that it will likely be a process. It's something that will take time. I can look back on now that that situation that I referenced with um, someone who hurt my husband, Dan, and you know how much I struggled to forgive that person and how many times I brought that struggle to confession. I couldn't even tell you. And 
that I can look back now and I, I have grown. I've grown from there. I've healed from that. And I can see the ways that that, that struggle, that bitterness that I was holding on to was hurting me at the time. So, but it, it didn't happen overnight. So recognize that, that if this is something that you're struggling with, especially with something that was very hurtful to you or to someone that you love, uh, this act of forgiveness, this process of forgiveness is likely to take a long time and allow yourself that. That doesn't mean allow yourself time to wallow in resentment and anger and bitterness toward this person. No, allow yourself time to continually forgive in all of those small ways to grow until the point where it becomes easier for you, where one day you might find yourself waking up and realizing, I'm not, I'm not even thinking about that thing anymore. I'm not tempted toward bitterness about that situation anymore. You will have fully healed from it. And that's what God wants for you. Whatever it is you're struggling to forgive, whoever it is you're struggling to forgive in your life, that's where God wants you. He wants you on the other side of it. He wants you healed and he wants you whole. So those are my thoughts on forgiving when it's hard. First of all, recognize forgiveness is a choice. It's not a feeling. You may have to do it many times a day. You may have to choose that thing many times a day. Second of all, it doesn't mean what happened was okay. You're not accepting the thing. You're not saying it was fair. Also, you can still have boundaries and it might be very reasonable for you to have boundaries after you forgive somebody if you are going to be in an ongoing relationship with somebody that you need to forgive. Of course, bring this to God, bring this to prayer, pray for the grace to forgive because this is not something that you're going to do on your own. Nobody forgives on their own. It only happens through the grace of God. And then finally, remember that forgiveness is a gift that you give to yourself. It's not a gift for the other person. It might be a gift for the other person in some way. But ultimately, it's a gift that you are giving yourself. You are giving yourself freedom from that bitterness, freedom from resentment and hatred and anger and all of those things that are eating you up, tearing you up inside, taking away your energy, your love and your attention that God wants you to be using toward the good in your life. So maybe you have thoughts about forgiving when it's hard. Maybe you have an example that you would like to share with me. I would love to hear it. I'd love to hear your feedback on this topic or any of the topics that we take up here on the podcast. You can always connect with me through email. I'm Danielle at DanielleBean.com. Connect with me at the Girlfriends Community, GirlfriendsCommunity.com. That will be one of the best ways to get in touch with me in the coming months and hopefully years. I'm really hoping that what we're going to establish there is something that's going to grow and really become a place where we can grow in friendship with one another through the podcast, but also through online connections at girlfriendscommunity.com. And then finally, you can always connect with me on social media as well. I'm Danielle Bean on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All right, we've got more of the show coming up for you, but first a quick break. I'm Danielle Bean, and you're listening to The Girlfriends Podcast. Okay, so I'm going to come talk to you about morality. Oh, there's a real conversation starter. Oh, I was just an ex-monk. Oh, he can relate to me. So in my work, I'm a professor and I'm a translator. I take ideas, I digest them, I communicate them. I've read the text, thousands of pages of Thomas Aquinas, texts in other languages. That's my job to digest. And I just wanted to go into the treasure trove, pull out the things that I had discovered, cut them out from the, all the scholarly stuff. Don't get caught up in all of the, you know, details, right? The people of God deserve to have this kind of content. The truths of Catholic morality are meant to transform your life. And so I wrote this book precisely to show that these truths are not just 
truths that we memorize, but they're truths that we live. So to find out more about this universal call to holiness that is the vocation of all Christians, check out my new book, Made by God, Made for God, at ascensionpress.com slash catholicmorality. Welcome back. Now we're at the point in the show where I like to share some listener feedback or a listener question. And um, this week, I'm going to share a, a quick note that I got from Jennifer on Instagram. And Jennifer wrote to me, I saw that someone I follow here on Instagram is making a commitment to wearing dresses or skirts all of the time. And this has me curious. What do you think about that practice? Do you think it can help you get more in touch with your femininity? And is this something that I should consider doing? Okay, so Jennifer, thank you for your question. And so first of all, I would say, let's see, let me see what your questions are. What do you think about that? Well, that's great. You know, <laughs> I think that's great. And, uh, you know, I fully support people that want to make that kind of decision. And I actually know people who have that kind of practice and they find it really beneficial for a number of different reasons. And if you Google around a little bit and look around Instagram, you'll find a million well, maybe not a million, a thousand, I don't know, Christian or Catholic women that will tell you all of the benefits of just being, you know, a skirts and, and dresses kind of gal. And that's great. I think that's great for them. So um, what I think about it for me personally is that I'm, that's not for me. I love dresses. I love skirts. <laughs> I love getting in touch with my Catholic femininity. And yeah, I don't, I don't really feel like that's something that's important for me to do in order to do those things. So I don't know what to tell you about like, well, so you're asking, do you think it helps you get in touch more with your femininity? I, I do believe some women really find that benefit from that practice. And, um, you know, maybe somebody listening does that and they would like to maybe write in or leave me a voicemail to kind of explain your perspective on that because it would be an interesting topic to talk about here. For me personally, I don't think so. I mean... Uh, I Like I said, I love dresses. I love skirts. I don't feel the need to wear them exclusively. Um, I don't feel uh, particularly called to do that. And I, I remember once years ago, uh, now I'm going to date myself because this was like back when online forums were a thing. And I was on a forum where that was the that was the kind of the trend there. All the women there were deciding to wear skirts or dresses exclusively and all talking about it. And I felt like kind of compelled. And maybe this is why, Jennifer, you you wrote to me is because you're kind of feeling like, oh, is that a thing? Do I need to be doing that thing? And um, I remember at the time, like thinking, okay, do I need to be doing this thing? It seems like everybody on here is doing this thing. And I remember just deciding to ask Dan about it. And I said, would you like for me to wear skirts or dresses all the time? And he just kind of shrugged his shoulders. He's like, no, like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and at the time, um, like he he was just he was just so practical about it, and he told me about a particular pair of jeans that he actually liked that when I wore them, and so I was like, "There's nothing. There's no reason for me to do this thing, just because a bunch of other people are doing it." I was feeling compelled to, and that might be where you find yourself. And this is a trend that I find, whether it's talking about wearing dresses or skirts, or if it's talking about wearing veils to mass, or um, what are some of the other things. Things, even just like organic eating or whatever. These things kind of seem like trends on social media or trends in some Catholic circles. And there's nothing wrong with them, but there's also nothing wrong with not engaging in them if it's not for you. 
And so don't don't let yourself get swept up in, in believing there's some kind of a value judgment there or kind of feeling like you need to fit in or you need to look like a certain kind of Catholic woman to be doing things, quote unquote, the correct way. You know, Holy Mother Church doesn't spell out details for a lot of these things, you know. Um, so if there isn't a specific church teaching that outlines whether or not you wear skirts or dresses or or whether or not you wear pants or whatever, like that's <laughs> that's all you need to know. There's room for variety there. There's room for diversity there. And thanks be to God for the different ways that we live out our vocations as Catholic women, as wives, as moms. And um, so recognize that, Jennifer, if you're feeling tempted toward this thing because uh, everybody else is doing it, then maybe that's not a real good reason to do it. If some of their reasons are things that are sound compelling to you and you want to give it a try, go for it. There's no harm in doing it. Um, so that's the best answer I can give you. Not knowing you or your particular circumstances, I have no idea if this is something that you should consider doing. I just would give you that caution, not just about this particular topic, but about any topic, especially... We women, we look around and we notice everybody's details and all of these things. And sometimes because we care so much about our Catholic faith and we want to be doing the things the right way, that it's tempting to think that there's a formula for it. Like, how do I be a good Catholic wife and mother? Well, let's look at this example of this person that I admire and let's check off all the same boxes she's checking off in her life. Well, God doesn't work that way. You have a unique calling. You have a unique vocation. You have a unique marriage. You have unique children. You have unique opportunities and circumstances and gifts that God has given you. And so you have a unique calling. So really, ultimately, looking around and trying to decide what you're going to do by looking around is probably not the best plan. The best plan is to be going to God about these things, whether it's um, something about your wardrobe, or if it's something about how you're raising your kids or something in your marriage, and you're not sure about it. Yeah, you can get in inspiration, you can get encouragement from the ways other people are living out their lives. But ultimately, you need to be discerning those things in prayer. And it's going to be a unique answer that you receive for your unique circumstances. So take heart, Jennifer. I, I don't know that it's it's a good thing for you. Um, I can't speak to that. I will say it's not necessarily a harmful thing, but it's also not a required thing. If you have a question you'd like me to take up on this part of the show, please do email me, danielle at daniellebean.com or connect with me on social media. And I want to give one last shout out to invite you, encourage you to check out the Girlfriends community. Also a wonderful way for us to have an opportunity for you to ask questions and to go deeper into the conversations that we're having here on the podcast. You can check that out for free at girlfriendscommunity.com. And I want to thank you for being part of today's episode. You are an important part of the Girlfriends community that we have through the podcast here. This is where it all started. This is where I truly have sought to connect with you through the six plus years that I've been doing this podcast. And I am so grateful for your presence here. So thank you for that. Your presence is a gift to me. It's a real source of encouragement for me. And the fact that you're here means that you've been prayed for. I pray for the listeners of the Girlfriends podcast each and every week. So thank you so much for being here. And until next time, I hope you enjoy your day and God bless your week. Girlfriends is a collaboration between daniellebean.com and Ascension, the leader in Catholic faith formation. <laughs>